Hello and welcome to another episode of the Compile Swift podcast. I'm your host, Peter Whittem. In this podcast, we talk about everything related to Apple platforms and Apple development, including macOS, iOS, iPadOS, watchOS, tvOS, and any other OS they've invented this week. So with that, let's get on with the show. So the first topic I want to talk about this week is I had a poll going on a Twitter that I put out. I'll uh, put a link in the show notes. But basically, the question that I put out there is, what's stopping you from making that app? Now, the results were kind of interesting, and I'm going to talk about those now. It's not what I was expecting, actually. So firstly, they were pretty fairly balanced, and there was four possible answers. Uh, The first one is that you don't have the time. The second one was that you were waiting for the next technology, whatever that may be. The third one was my skill set was holding me back. And the fourth one was that I don't have any ideas. Now, first of all, I thought for sure the fourth one of I don't have any ideas just wouldn't get any response at all. You know, I'm surprised because as developers, we, you know, we tend to always have ideas for projects. So I don't know if that's a truthful answers that people were giving there or you know, if they were just, you know, kind of having a bit of a laugh. But that was 16.7% of the answers was that question. I don't have any ideas. So in second place was actually, there was two tied. So waiting for the next technology and my skill set were both tied at 25%, which didn't surprise me greatly. You know, we, we have a kind of this bad procrastination that we do of, well, if I build something now and, you know, we're only technically a few months away now from WWDC and there'll be some other new technology or some new version, especially as we all learned with the early days of Swift, you know, that I should hold off and use that. So I wasn't greatly surprised there, but the percentage was slightly higher than I thought. Um, and I guess that does go very closely in line with the other answer of 25%, which was my skill set, you know, um, but I, I think that people are looking at that wrong. I think you should take that as a as a positive challenge, right? If your skill set is not up to making the app you want, to me, that sounds like the perfect scenario because not only do you get to build an app that you want to build, but you're going to be forcing yourself to learn a whole new bunch of things along the way, whatever they may be, you know, concepts, programming patterns, um, syntax, new libraries, whatever it is. So actually, I'm surprised. I thought... That one, uh, you know, would be lower, but I hope that people see that as a positive thing because that's recognition that there's a challenge there for you and challenges is really what programming is all about, right? You know, we, we solve problems. The apps that we build really are to solve some kind of problem that someone has, some job that needs doing, as the phrase seems to be these days. So in first place with 33.3% was I don't have the time and that one didn't surprise me. I, I was felt certain going in that that was going to be the first number one answer. And the reason is because that was the what brought the question about my curiosity in the first place was I, you know, I don't have the time to build all the things I want to build. And so that's how the question came to be. And I was curious, well, is this the same for everybody else? So in some ways, I actually personally feel a little bit better that there's you know, the higher percentage of people that, that have the same problem, they just don't have the time to build the things they want to build. So as frustrating as that is, it actually kind of should make some of you feel a little bit better that you're not the only one, right? 
So it was very interesting. You know, um, the voting didn't go the way that I expected. It's sort of in the mid-range, but, you know, nonetheless, it was a, a great poll, and I'm glad that I did it. It gives us a, a clue in as to, you know, some of the challenges that we face. So I also want to thank everybody for filling in that poll and, uh, you know, taking time to, to answer and, and hopefully answer truthfully, and hopefully we all learn something from that. So when I come back from the break, I'm going to be talking about another subject. Time for a break. Break time over. The other subject I want to talk about this week is an app. And it's kind of a little bit of a funny story in here as well, so I'll embarrass myself for your amusement. But the one that I want to talk about is called Speculid, and that is spelled S-P-E-C-U-L-I-D dot com. And you can also find it on uh, GitHub. I'll put all the links in the show notes. And it's actually by Leo Dion, who I'm hoping is a name that's familiar with you to you all. Uh, not only does he take part quite actively in the development communities um, and building the apps themselves, but he also has the Empower Apps podcast that I have been lucky enough to appear on. So, you know, thank you, Leo, for this this app. Uh, this is just fantastic. It's a free app. And what it does, this is something that I have no doubt we've all suffered in the past. And it just solves this so wonderfully well. It's an application that you install and there's several different ways you can do it. And, um, you know, my favorite one is Brew, so you can just do it via Brew. And again, I'll put the links in the show notes. And what it does, it, it's basically a command line application. And for us, you can either run it from the command line or you can put it in a build, a build run phase in Xcode, which is the way that I like to do it. And the idea is that you can actually use a vector file, a vector graphic file, for generating icons or whatever the resources are that you need for your application. So what I wanted to use it for was basically I have a design in Sketch and then I export that um, using SVG format and you create a very small, very straightforward, simple JSON configuration file for the application to use. And in there, you specify the name of the file that you, you're going to use. So in this case, it was the SVG one. And you can specify some assets and an asset name in your Xcode project. And what it'll do in the case of where I used it is when it runs in the build phase, it's going to take that SVG and it's going to generate all of the icon sizes that I need for my application. Um, I tested it with Mac apps and iOS apps. And it generated all the, the f versions that I needed, all the sizes. And because it was generating them from a vector, each file that was generated just looked gorgeous. And it also creates the app icon, in my case, in the assets file. So it'll automatically appear in Xcode. And that's what it does. Now, you know, you really have to see this thing in operation. Too. So look in the show notes and check it out because it's just fabulous. Just imagine this, right? Every time I run a build from my one vector file, it regenerates the icons for me for my application based on the configuration that I've got. Now, of course, you know, there are some settings you can put in place for different things and different needs that you need it for, but that's what I'm using it for. So every time it runs, it gen regenerates the icon. So, you know, in the case of a designer changing their mind and they give me a new file, you know, it instantly deals with the 
the aggravation of having to generate all of those different file sizes um, for me in Xcode, right? I don't have to do anything. The, every time the build run phase takes care of it. Um, this can be super useful in situations where, you know, maybe the product you're working on, the branding's not quite right yet and changes a few times. Um, you know, we all know how these things go, right? A lot of the time we have to start building applications before the, the resources, the graphics are ready. So using this application and it rebuilds every time for me, I just don't have to worry about it. All I got to do now is put the file with the right name in the folder or update that file in there, the SVG file in my case. Again, it uses different formats you can specify, but it just generates those icons for me every time and I know it's going to look fabulous. So I want to give a shout out to Leo on that because not only did he generate this application for us and put it out there and made it available, but he also helped me out with a kind of a funny situation because what happened was I was trying to get this application running and, you know, I'm sure we've all done this. I hope we've all done this. Otherwise, it's going to look even worse for me because I couldn't get it to work and it kept failing out. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure out what was going wrong. So, you know, because Leo is on a few of the uh, Slack channels and that that I belong to, um, I didn't really want to take up his time, but I thought I'll reach out and ask. And he very graciously um, gave me some of his time to help solve the problem. And the cautionary warning for you all here is, you know, when you're putting paths to files in a configuration file, it does help to put the right path in because I had the wrong path. And then eventually we realized this and, you know, it's kind of that thing of, oh boy, I can't believe I made such a stupid mistake and, you know, now other people have seen me make this mistake. But in the end, actually, we both gained out of it because not only did it start working for me, but um, it also helped Leo realize that there was uh, this issue where, you know, it was failing, but it wasn't giving me an error to indicate what the problem was. So I was able to give him some feedback and say, well, you know, maybe these errors should, you know, it should check and say you've got a configuration error. So it's kind of a funny story with a happy ending. But it's like I say, this application, Speculid, I'll put it in the show notes. You definitely want to be using this because it just takes the pain out of generating the graphics for your applications. It's just fantastic. Um, I'm going to be using this in, in all of my apps going forward, and I thoroughly recommend it to everybody. So, you know, again... Huge thank you to Leo, and be sure to check out the uh, empowerapp.show to uh, check out his podcast as well. He has a great podcast, and I really enjoy listening to that. And he's just a great guy as well. So, you know, that's kind of a, like a tool of the week there and a cautionary tale of the week. But check it out. I really think it's going to help you stay on top of keeping all of that branding and graphics updated. I think that's probably going to do it for this week. Um, you know, if you found this helpful, there's a link in the show notes where you can go rate it greatly helps me out to know that I'm doing the right thing. Uh, you can reach out to me on compileswift.com forward slash contact. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at compileswift. You know, reach out to me. Love talking to you all. I just love being involved with the Swift community. And I'm probably also just, you know, going to be making a video of Leo's talk. Um, it wasn't ready for putting in this show, but I'm going to make one and put it out there because I really want to help him promote this product just to say thank you for making it. And I think it'll help you understand how it works. So with that, uh, we'll leave it there and I will speak to you again soon.